Hi there, my name is Lindy van Yerden and welcome to the Be Known Podcast. If you are feeling stuck and craving more from your life, then you are at the right place. If you have kids running around like I have and never find time for yourself, you are at the right place. If you want to change your life and build a side business to call your own, you are at the right place. Grab a cup of coffee and join me. I'm also a busy mom, so I promise to keep things short and sweet. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's begin. Hi and welcome from a nice and cold Netherlands. If you are joining me um, from another cold country, welcome. Um, I've got a nice cup of coffee and um, I hope this will warm you up. And if you're already from, uh, from a nice warm country, then um, get yourself something nice and cold to cool you down. But welcome and I'm really excited to have you here and to be joining me. So for today's episode, this is something that I feel like I'm preaching about um, and hence why I think I have the cup of coffee because I think that this is such a topic um, that people tend to miss. They tend to make this really formal, tend to make this overcomplicated and I think this should be the type of conversation that you have with a friend over a cup of coffee. So today I'm joining you with my cup of coffee as a friend, hoping to tell you a little bit more about your target market. Target market, audience, customers, clients, uh, leads, whatever you want to call it. Your target market is your audience, your ideal person, group of people that you are hoping to attract in your business. So a lot of the times, the biggest failure that I see with companies and individuals running their business is having a really broad target market. They're trying to target everyone. They're trying to reach everyone. They're trying to appeal to everyone. And I truly, truly, truly believe that if you don't know And if I say no, I mean to the core, no, who you are marketing to, then you are completely wasting your time. When I have my very first meeting with a client, the very first thing I ask them is, who do you target? Well, probably what do you do? And then I ask them, who do you target? So who are you hoping to reach? Who are you speaking to? Who's the people that's life you are hoping to change with this product, service, whatever it is that you're offering. What are you hoping, who are you hoping to reach? And because you can grow your business to a certain extent without really knowing who the person really is, but you will see massive stagnation if you don't really connect with those people. They won't be coming back. They won't be becoming evangelists and absolute advocates of your product if they don't feel like they're connecting with you or your product or your service. For instance, 
you shouldn't be marketing tea to a coffee drinker. I'm a coffee drinker, but I'm also a tea drinker. So how do we do that? When you market your tea, you need to market to me as a tea drinker. When you're marketing coffee to me, you need to market coffee to me as a coffee drinker. This becomes difficult because in this highly, highly, highly competitive era, it is crucial to define, let me just put this out of the way. (laughs) It is crucial to define exactly who your target audience is. So the first problem that I encounter is people not having a target audience or they trying to reach everyone. So they technically don't have a target audience. The second problem I encounter is people trying to reach everyone. They're trying to reach too large of a target audience. So today we're going to talking about how do I narrow my target market down to only one person or two people, but mostly one person. So I was mentioning that you have this highly competitive era and it's crucial to define who your market is, who will love and be an advocate for your brand. How can you do this? So you do this by creating a bias persona. If you have listened to some of my podcasts or uh, read some of my blogs, you will definitely have heard I've spoken about bias personas. But what I hear you ask, (laughs) what is a bias persona? So a bias persona is you establish your desired target audience, your group of people. From there, you go and you narrow it down to a single buyer. You look at demographics, you look at um, psychographics, you look at um, everything. Uh, Where do they live, Uh, location, what do they like to do, Uh, what do they do in their spare time. And then you establish a specific marketing strategy around that. So when building a buyer's persona, you want to gather as much information as possible. So how are we going to do this? You're going to ask some of your either already clients or people that you are hoping to reach. You're going to phone them up. You're going to get a cup of coffee and you're going to talk to them. You're going to ask them questions. You're going to get to know them. So don't just create a product and then sell it. Create a product based off of what they need. So from all of this information that you then gather from them, what do you hate? What do you love? How old are you? How much money do you make? Well, you don't have to ask that to everyone, but if it's applicable, (laughs) otherwise you can kind of assume on that level. Um, Where do you live? What areas are are you interested in, et cetera? Um, And then you start going from there. What type of social media platforms are they on? What are their preferred method of communication? And you build it out. But you need to know this person who will be buying from you almost better than you know your best friend. Or as good as you know your best friend. So what I like to tell people is to imagine this person as a real person. Imagine them standing or sitting on the other side of your desk. Give them a name. Say, this is Sally or this is Mark. So obviously if you say Sally, then I'm hoping your demographics is female. Okay. Um, So... And then we form a personal connection. We start building out this ideal avatar that we have in our mind. 
So how are we going to do this? We're going to look at background research. We're going to do a little bit of research on who these people are. We're going to look at uh, who do they interact with. Um, we're going to look at where do they go to school? What do they like? What do they dislike? Etc. And then things like background information. How did they grow up? Uh, what job are they in? Why are they in that job? And challenges and fears that they face every single day. What are their goals? What do they want to achieve in life? What are their short-term or their long-term goals? And what are their buying criteria, for instance, if you're selling a specific product? So before you will talk to this person as a normal person, you will ask them, before you buy a cup, a, a, a mug, what do you consider? Well, I consider how big it is. I consider what material it's made of because I wanted to keep my cup warm. I consider the handle. It needs to have a nice handle. Or I prefer a cup without a handle because I like to hold my cups to keep my hands warm. Um, I prefer different colors or no, mm -mm, I like neutral colors. I like a brand that is very established. So like a, a crate and barrel or uh, at home, or you know what, I really don't care for mugs. I like something with a nice emblem on it or saying world's best mom or something like that. So even just something as simple as a cup of coffee, a, 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 a mug for coffee, <laughs> there's a lot of criteria that go in. Price tag can be another thing that people look at. And all of those criteria you need to keep in mind. You don't have to be the cheapest to be the best, but you need to speak to the people that are buying your brand. So if you are a high-end mug distributor, creator, uh, then you would be marketing to a high-end. But then you need to know what high-end looks like. You're probably not going to do rainbows and unicorns and probably um, for the high-end user. You're going to probably do something like a large mug or something that is neutral in color or something in that line. Most important thing is you want to talk to your customers and ask what is their criteria before they buy something like that. Um, so how do you, so then you go and you create this persona. So before I mentioned about Sally, so we create this persona and we say, this is Sally. She is 50 years old. She has three kids all in their 20s, and she loves a cup of coffee in the morning when she wakes up. She likes a strong mug. She likes a big mug because she likes to have two cups of coffee all in one. And she is later in life, and you know what? She feels like she's worth a good mug. She doesn't matter what the price tag is. Some of her frustrations. All of her kids have left home. Um, and she feels alone and a cup of coffee makes her feel relaxed and feels like there's someone joining her in the kitchen having a cup of coffee with her in the morning. After that, she's got a lot of errands to run. So her cup of coffee needs to be quick, um, but good. And she wants to savor that moment. That is the way that you create a bias persona. And that is Sally with the three kids of all in their 20s, all at university. And she spends her evenings worried and worry, worrying about her kids and if they're okay and if they're safe because they're not at home with her. 
Why would you want to do this? Why would you want to create this massive persona just for like a person, she's female, she's 50, she wants to drink coffee, done. Because all of these information helps you to create an avatar and a person that you're marketing to. People buy from a brand they know, like, and trust. And if you're just talking to everyone, why should they trust you? Why should they like you? But if you're speaking to Sally, you're speaking individually to her, then she knows, likes, and trusts you because you understand her frustration. You understand that she's worried about her kids and she really enjoys her cup of coffee and she wants a good cup of coffee. <clears throat> so buyer's persona is an investment in your business because you are investing in your customers and creating something that they absolutely love and what they like. Um, so some things that you need to consider when you're creating a buyer's persona is you need to attract and retra retain these desired people. In order for you to do that, you need to communicate with them like they are your best friend. So I hear you say, but yes, but we're a very professional brand. Like we, did, we don't want to do that. Do you know what? Some of the most professional companies, business to business, even they will continue doing business with people they know, like, and trust. If it's a very business um, level of communication, you can keep to that. But you need to appeal to the person, not the business. From there on, you need to allow um, marketing strategy opportunities to grow in terms of who this person is. So don't be stuck in, this is what the books say, this is what I should do. Let the person tell you what they want you to do. Let that persona dictate the area that you're going with the marketing. So for instance, let's choose Sally. She is 50 years old and she doesn't have time to go shop. She doesn't want to look at 50 shops. She wants people that deliver to her home. She wants convenience. So are you going to offer her free delivery? Yes. If you're a student, for instance, you would much rather save $5 on the mug and go pick it up yourself. Okay, so the person, the buyer's persona dictates where you're going with the marketing strategy. So a group segmentation is really vital here because although I'm talking about this one person, I know there's a lot of companies, a lot of you that can't do that. You can't narrow it down to only one person. Yes, Sally buys the mugs, but Mark, who's 28 and uh, yuppie and makes a lot of money bachelor, he also wants to buy the mugs. Okay, so what do we do there? So ideally, bias personas, we create two to five personas. I suggest as low, as little as possible, so I would always start with one. But if you feel like you cannot break it down to only one, start with two. Try and figure it out with two, then only maybe move on to three. But then group segmentation is really vital so that you can group those certain people in those areas and market to both of them. Understanding the current and potential spending habits is really, really, really important. Why? Because, like I mentioned, the mother of 50 is willing to spend more. That is a spending habit. But the student is not willing to spend more. A mug is an essential for her, but not a luxury. So she just wants a mug with coffee in it, done. Okay, so you need to keep in mind habits, likes, dislikes, preferences, 
um, for all of your marketing segmentation. So analytics is another thing to keep in mind because you want to look at keywords for those people. So let's see Sally. Sally would search for certain things like um, best high-end mug. So that is keywords that you need to keep in mind. For a student, it might be something like um, cheap quality mug, best value for price. For Mark, who is the bachelor, he will maybe the best mugs that females like because he might want a mug that appeals to his female audience that comes to visit him. Or he might look for something that's a bit more convenient and um, maybe he would be looking for an electronic self-heating mug who can keep your coffee warm on your way to the office instance okay so keep all of those preferences needs in mind <clears throat> it might seem like a lot of work in the beginning but um creating bias personas and narrowing your target market down has shown to have a return rate of almost 900 percent more than companies that do not do this 900 percent that is crazy so if you refer if you look at two companies that sell both sell mugs and the one has looked at the audience narrowing it down to a persona they will have 900% more success than the company without it that is how crucial and vital this is to do for your next marketing campaign for all of your products if you are marketing which means if you are a business then you need to do this this is really important so um, that is my coffee mug story for the day. Um, let me know if you have any questions or how you apply this to your business or to your audience. I would love to get all of your examples. If you don't know how to do this and you're like, Lindy, I'm super confused. I love what you said, but how do I implement this? I'm really, really confused. Then I have a free workshop all about knowing your audience. So. If you feel that you need more help, and I, I would really urge you to look at this workshop, it's a 45-minute video-recorded training with over 20 pages of a work, of workbook provided with it, and I help you step-by-step step on how to do this. So hope you implement this, and if not, click in the link below, do the workshop, download the book, and I wish lot of success for you and let me go finish my cup of coffee and I hope you a nice warm cup of coffee yourself. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and staying till the very end. I really hope you enjoyed it. To get a free virtual coffee session with me, give me some feedback. Write a review, take a screenshot, tag me and send it to me. I will email you a link to book your session. Subscribe to my podcast if you want to hear more and see you in the next episode.